On 2SM and the Super Network, High Tide. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could go fishing down the river again. Up before the sun with a can of worms running with my friend. Scurrying down the riverbank, taking our positions on the bridge. Hoping for that red fin, one pound to put in Mama's fridge. Where the wobbler and the dragonfly knew us like they knew the river bend. It's six minutes after six here on High Tide. Great Boyden and Kieran Rickey with you this morning, heading for a top of 27. Cloudy conditions, not a bad day for it, Kieran. Offshore, we got a sea and swell. Not much, not not over great, is it? There's a, there's a, a a bit of swell around at the moment. Fortunately, as we found out yesterday, uh, up around the Queensland area, not too bad uh, with regard to that swell. As long as you're north of, say, around Ballina, uh, with that uh, swell making its way around about two knots down the coast. Are you casting me a line? I am. We're going to talk to Mr. Burt. Paul Burt, good morning. How are you? Good morning, team. I am well, uh, as well as you can be while driving on the M1. All good. <laughs> True. It's How good to you... see you've stepped outside. What's that one, mate? It's good to see you step outside. Oh, mate, absolutely. See we what are, he did there? The, um, see what the he did there? <laughs> the Little Ships um, Game Fish Club was... Uh, have their compound yesterday and Friday and they do the, the presentations this morning and it's a really good way to do it uh, a good comp they've, they've been running for a long time Gordon Triplett and the boys all sort of you know set it all up not sure who else is involved but they uh, basically they fish Friday they fish Saturday Saturday night they have their shindig and Sunday morning you wake up um, and you have breakfast, and um, they do the presentations during breakfast. It's all wrapped up by 10 o'clock. You can go home and enjoy the rest of your day. So we're heading up there to do some uh, some handouts. Shimano is a very big sponsor of this particular comp, so I'll go up there and hand out some Shimano gear and also uh, Anaconda as a uh, another good sponsor of the club. So we'll uh, we'll head over there and uh, and hand some pres- uh, presentations. To talk the about you talk about Anaconda. I was going to talk yeah. to you first about where to fish, but we'll, I'll just yeah. change it for a second. Mate, if yeah. you get, is Anaconda just like some of the other stores where you go in and you've got to have the knowledge yourself, or is there somebody there to give you an idea? Mate, there's always someone there to give you an idea of, of what, you know, and that's the beauty of it is you can have the local uh, the local expert, and they're always looking for, for local experts to come in and, um, and do some stuff here and there as well with them, like part-time, and maybe, you know, the younger kids or the older guys, you know, when they want. So, you know, it's always, it's a really, really good company to work for. Therefore, you know, if, if you're you know, a, a retiree or whatever, and you want a few hours or maybe a younger kid, and, you know, I mean, that's the sort of thing that, that people would experience. So, maybe whether you're in a, you know, camping or hiking or or, you know, um, doing some you know, caravanning or, 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 or fishing or whatever, is that, yeah, they've got that there made for you, which is awesome. So, I always yeah, feel mate, more confident. Pretty good. I always feel more confident, too, when the, the person you're chatting to is an older person that's got a bit of experience and a bit of wisdom uh, with regard to the topic that you, you, you're chasing up as well. It's always a positive thing, I think. You don't say that when you talk to me. Horses for courses. Absolutely. They do get a bit dottery when they get a bit older there too, Grant. Uh, Apparently. (laughs) Makes a good coffee, though. (laughs) Oh, you're right. (laughs) So, yeah, no, it's my, for example, my young fellow, I'm not blowing wind up his bum or anything like that, but, you know, he's a very knowledgeable young lad. He's he's, he's awesome. He's very nice. And and kids get a lot of their stuff these days off, uh, off social media. And, um, and just in general, they're like sponges. You know, they just if they find something they love, they they soak it in. And um, you know, even though, yeah, you know, and I agree with what you're saying there too, Grant. But also the new ways of new technology with soft plastics, and you know, you're not 
you know, the older boys and all that, I get it. You know, you, if you're a marlin fisherman, you're running skirts, you're using a, you know, a Tiagra, you know, 80 wide or anything like that. But there's different ways of doing things these days. Yes. And, and the younger generation are really picking that up. And that's what people want too, you know. So you, you've got to get queued up and clued up with things such as plastic, the jig weights, whether you're running a, you know, a, a 1.6 or a 1.8 with a, with a size 1 or a size 2 jig hook for a... Um, for, for, for brims, or you're going to run, say, a you know a three eight with a three o and a five inch gulp or a five inch you know squidgy minnow or something like that. So you need to know the colours, you need to know all that. So that that's where the the younger generation, as far as I'm concerned, really come into play. Yeah, the old guys will have a tendency to do what they think works best for them, and um, and don't want to move on. Well, the young guys will experiment more. Yeah. Now, Absolutely. You must be travelling. I think Rex Hunt started all that, you know, with the... Uh, well, he started it for me too, you know, with the... Uh, you know, the catch and kiss and the kiss and release or just catch and release, <laughs> you know. And um, and, and, and that's, a, that's a massive thing for uh, amongst kids these days is that they catch their fish and they're going to eat it. But also, you know, they do catch it and they do release it. Whereas, you know, my dad... You know, if he caught 50 whining, there were 50 whining coming home. <laughs> you, know, if he a, you know, before the flathead rules came in, if he caught a, you know, a 90 centimetre flathead, it was already had its head cut off and the fillets were already filled before we got up. So, you know, it, it, that's the mentality. And, and I'm not being disrespectful because, you know... Like Different I'm times. Fish with my dad. And that's right. And this is where I think I, I really... Like, people who apologise these days for something that happened 30 years ago... That's, that's all BS, in my view, because you know what? That was acceptable back then. That happened back then, and back then there was no other ways about it. Whatever sort of fish or whatever you're talking about, and I'm sure people can read between the lines here what I'm talking about yeah. as well, is that, you know, there's so many people going, oh, I'm so sorry for that. Yeah. You know you're not, because back then it was acceptable. It's what happens, and, and, and that's it. And I was talking to a fellow the other day about professional commercial fishing. And they used to catch this one particular species of mammal um, for for for, uh, for for research purposes, apparently. And, um, and 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 that's what happened. But back then they had permits; they could do it, and that was the way it was. Whereas today, oh my God, you know. So there are so many different things that was accepted back then. Um, you know, as long as you're not doing the wrong bloody thing. Yeah. But that, that's that's the way I look at it too. And I think you also have to you also have to be open enough to go back and take a look at those things that have taken place in the past too because as you know a wise man once said he who does not study history is bound to repeat it we have to evolve in so many areas and and fishing and boating are evolving pretty much on a weekly basis now like what soft plastics you were talking about those I was growing up, that was unheard of. Now you've got these, yeah. and squid jigs, I remember when squid jigs first really became popular. They made such yeah. a difference. It evolves as you go forward. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And, and mate, that's exactly, look, in, in, mate, to become very experienced, you've got to make a hell of a lot of mistakes, um, you know, and, and you learn the hard way. And, and look, I, I've, I'm a really experienced person. I've made a lot of ex- a lot of mistakes, but I'll never stop learning. I'll never stop making mistakes as well. But you know, it, it's just what it is. Once you make that mistake, then you, you, you know in your head where theory can't teach you, okay, you can't sit there and read a book and go, oh, okay, you know, you're going you know, to learn the hard way, and then you'll really remember not to do it. And I honestly think a, that's half the fun. I wouldn't want to be a pilot like Blakey. Yeah, you don't want to learn the hard way when you fly. <laughs> hey, stepping out, got its uh, new season starting in uh, in March. Yeah, we do that, Grant. In uh, March five, mate. So we've been filming away, doing lots of stuff, and um, mate, really looking forward to to bringing our simplicity back to the to the box. You know, we've had a couple months off. We ran seventy eight shows straight for season three and <sighs> season four, so that. And it's only my, my wife and I and a small team. That we don't do a lot. You know, we just love what we do. We're very passionate. And, and so, you know, and, and when I say simplicity, it's about just teaching people what, you know, things that they might be too embarrassed to ask. Like, how do you tie that knot? Or how do you put that plastic on properly without it, you know, tangling up? Or, and then go and catch some pretty red-eyed fish. So, you know, it's those sorts of things that our show's about. And, and, and we, we, we know that because 
that you know, people ask me all, all the damn time when we're out, out on the road. And fortunately, doing the weather for Channel 7, you, you do get a lot of people coming up and having a chat when you're doing your live crosses every night. So for Southerners, you don't know, in Queensland, that's my, that's my real job, pays the bills, is that we, um, you know, we're the weatherman up here and, and, um, and also you know, the coastal guy for uh, coastal weather dude for um, Sunrise on Channel 7. So wherever we go, you've always got a, a bunch of people coming up and asking you questions. And that's what led us into this show is to, um, to, to deliver the answers, not just to the one person, but to, um, to, to the majority. Okay, so where do we go fishing today? Mate, um, today, oh man, yeah, we've got an easterly wind coming through today. It's only going to be about five, ten knots. It's looking really, really red hot, actually. It's going to be pretty good. Um, mate, there's been some nice dewies out on the local wrecks. If you're keen to have a crack at that, sort of east of the jumper pin, also up off Point Lookout, there's been some nice amberjack uh, taken up there. A good mate of mine, Shane Roberts, has got a 30-kilo model there uh, on Friday. Jeez, it was a big fish on a live bait. He got dusted up by another four. And that was around the sevens, uh, just on the ledges around the sevens there. Uh, been some big GTs around the, ni- uh, around the nine mile and a few kingies there, but the current's really slow. We need current on that reef to make it work. That's off Tweed Heads. Um, and, and hopefully we get some current coming through soon. Um, there's been some good catches also of uh, marlin in a 100-metre mark uh, off Burley Heads. There's been some good marlins there. Um, and also for those who want to chase some some smaller yellowfin and striped tuna. There's a bunch in about the 30 to 50 metre mark um, east of Burley Heads on the Gold Coast. There's a bunch also off Brunswick Heads around Windara Banks, and there's a bunch up off Point Lookout uh, near Shag Rock uh, in that sort of a region out of the green zone. Some really good catches of those on troll and also on spin. Now, if you catch a yellowfin, they're, they're only small. We're talking, you know, between three and five kilograms, which is perfect for sashimi. Um, yeah, we caught a, a nice big striped tuna yesterday and, you know, we docked the fillets on that when we got back and, uh, you know, cut it up into the little, little cube chunks and, uh, you know, that, that'll be on the plate tonight. So, yeah, there's some good catches of that. Mangrove jacks are in the estuaries at the moment, mid-reaches of the Mooloola and Noosa rivers around the jetty pylons and also throughout the canals down the Gold Coast. You can try around Bundle Bridge, Cooma River rock walls, particularly around Hope Island and Sanctuary Cove. Some really good catches there. Um, been the odd barra also taken uh, around Bond Junior Lake and Lake Orr, up around the, uh, the causeway at Coomera, and also in the mainstream in the Narang River, just up from Bundle Bridge. Um, if you do catch a barra in those regions, please let them go. Um, they're not, they haven't been stocked. You know, we want to see these fish living, and they're a sport fish. Don't catch one and kill it. You might get back to the ramp and your, your, your boat will be, or your car will be on fire. So I wouldn't. Um, and also for those um, oh. mud crabs, there's heaps of, heaps of mud crabs about as well. So try your mangrove line banks and muddies and uh, the lower reaches of creeks and rivers and canal entrances, and I reckon you'll do okay. Great report. Thanks for your time this morning. You have a great week. You too, guys. Take care. Play it safe. And um, PJ, I know you're listening, mate. Drive safe, buddy. Uh, and um, look forward to catching up for a fish soon. Take care, guys. We'll talk to you next week. And don't forget, everybody, go and check out Stepping Out. Oh, yeah. Great show. And, and uh, let me tell you, a lot of guys have made uh, videos of fishing. I mean, yeah. once before, it used to be only Rex Hunt. And then uh, it evolved from there. When when the mobile phone came along, the Sandhill phone that had recording, that was the end of uh, getting any money from the TV <laughs> channels. They then turned around and said, oh, you want a half-hour uh, show? Well, this is how much you pay us. Yeah. Then you go catch, kill your own advertiser. And, uh, mate, fishing shows are a plenty. But the ones that tell you and teach you, there is only a very odd few that are like Paul Burt. So Step Outside is a great show. Uh, I mean, and I hear it from Laurie McAnally and yeah. Swanee and Greg Reed. They'll all tell you they think it's the best show that you're going to look and learn from. Well, the thing about Step Outside is he's such an easy guy to listen to talk and you can hear his mm. passion, so that makes it easy. At the moment, if you're in Maroochydore, 20 degrees. If Lismore, 16. Newcastle's got 23 at the moment. The Gold Coast, 21. 22 in Sydney. We're going to take a quick break and be back with more. Talking sport. Play immediately stopped as LeBron James celebrated for an on-court presentation. What? During the game? Yeah. So, hang, hang on. 
<laughs> you can't just stop. Right, you can well, celebrate. You can celebrate up. after the game no, no, and do all of no. that after the game. You lose the moment. I think we should present the Clive Churchill medal. Seventy minutes in, stop the game. <laughs> stop the game. Nah, you're being ridiculous <laughs> now. That's a very poor example. Have your say. See, I'm not alone, Graham. Right. Baseball's not a bad sport. Step up at basketball, oh please. Talking sports. I don't think we need to Americanise. Well, we've Americanised our games because we followed. Whatever the English did. New Zealand followed that sort of tone a lot longer than us. But their commentary and their sports coverage now is totally Americanised and they've got rid of the BBC stuff. So it's just the way sport's going to progress. Talk and Sports, weekdays from 3 on 2SN. It's a new year of supercars with a new look, new drivers, new rivalries. And it all starts in Newcastle. See the next generation of supercars. The Ford Performance Mustang versus the Chevrolet Racing Camaro at the thrifty Newcastle 500, March 10 to 12. Book now at Ticketset. Supercars, unforgettable. Hi, Shelley Craft here. Make it a great Aussie summer with Australian Made. Look for genuine Aussie products carrying the trusted green and gold kangaroo logo. There's thousands to choose from. Whether you're planning a backyard barbie, a day at the beach with the family and friends or just chilling at home. Remember to look for the famous green and gold Australian Made logo and support our Aussie makers, farmers and retailers this summer. Visit australianmade.com.au forward slash summer to find genuine Aussie products. If you like golf, you'll love Twin Creeks Golf and Country Club at Ludnam. Located just 45 minutes west of the Sydney CBD and 15 minutes from Parramatta and Penrith, Twin Creeks boasts an immaculate and challenging 18-hole par 72 championship layout. To book in for a game you'll really enjoy, go to the website twincreeksgolf.com.au or call the friendly, helpful staff at Twin Creeks Golf and Country Club on 9670-8888. Do you suffer from mild arthritis or other aches and pains? Why not do as others have done and try Arbol Vitae Joint Health? Others, just like Gary. Yeah, after two weeks, I was sceptical that it might come back, and, and, and it hasn't. So, yeah, I do a lot of off and on, up and down. I'm pain-free, so hopefully it stays that way forever. Always read the label and follow the directions for use. Go to Arborvitae. That's A-R-B-O-R-V-I-T-A-E dot com dot A-U. Or phone Arborvitae on 1300 at 79863. News, sport, talk. 2SM, 12.69. More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could it has go. just gone 23 after 6. We're in the final hour of today's program. Don't forget, if you uh, missed any of today's show, or yesterday's for that matter, we are now podcasting. Go to the Facebook page for details. As you know, that no, Kieran Ricky. Yes, we do. We do. And uh, you've been lucky enough to uh, raise two of the most important people to come onto this program? Yeah, I, I said off-air, the dastardly doer. Alan Blake, good morning to you. How are you this morning? Good morning, Kieran. Good morning, Grant. And it sounds like I'm in good company. Yes, Melinda Pavey joins us as well. Good morning, Melinda. Flattery will get you everywhere, Kieran. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a big grin on his face. Hey, hey, Al? Yeah? Melinda has been to the races. She went to the country championship race meeting at Coffs Harbour on Friday and she was also up there at Crescent Head uh, involved in the rally uh, where they got for for the dogs. Oh, how's Carl and Ryan at Crescent Head Country Club? Is he still doing well up there? He is. He's a good, uh, good manager there at uh, Crescent Head, Carl. So, uh, yeah, I actually hear an eye... I got. I went to the country championships yesterday, which meant yeah. that I couldn't get down to the rally at Crescent Head. But our candidate, Michael Kemp, uh, he was there. We've been working behind the scenes, knocking on doors and screaming and yelling a bit. We finally got a sliver of common sense. So the decision to, to lock the, the dogs off to the, car, the National Park's car park um, has been extended for a couple of years for more consultation. So... 
Oh, National parks have kicked it down the, the can down the road. I would have just preferred the minister sign off um, wanting what the community wants. But uh, we've had some small reprieve, and um, as well as for the horse riders, I understand. So, yeah, it's it's just such a shame because there's there is local staff with national parks that know that this is not the type of decision you need. That it just cuts the community out. They're not going to go and help clean national parks, get rid of the lantana. It just creates a division in a community. And, you know, national parks are part of the community and people want to make these rules, you know, for everybody, blanket rules across the state. It just doesn't work like that because communities don't work like that. Yeah, now one thing too, don't confuse national parks and wildlife with the National Parks Association, two completely different animals. Yes, um, well, sometimes the national parks, even the bureaucracy, they just really got to understand that a community voice is genuine. Um, yep. And, you know, we want to save the, the shorebirds. We want to save the turtles, you know, everybody in the community. Um, but if there aren't shorebirds there, then don't pretend there are. But if you want shorebirds to be there, you know, we can also then protect them into the future. We can put yep. up, you know, signs and fencing. I mean, community wants to support all of those type of activities, but they don't want to yep. be shut out of what they've done in the past. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, I do believe you went to the Capitol Theatre. Oh, yeah. I actually, um, what was the opening night? It was very flash um, and it that's was very you funny. That's why you The producer, Stephen, found he's just a, a fabulous fellow bringing live entertainment to Sydney and, um, and New South Wales and uh, Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat. And I caught up with... Um, I can mention his name now because he's not on a current radio network. My friend Alan Jones, and we had a bit of a chat. Uh, and it was uh, really, a really fabulous night. Um, and oh, that actress, Paulina, she is just superb. She got the, the, the biggest yay of the night, um, and she deserved it. And the dancing, you wouldn't believe how many people on a stage keeping in time all at once, live music, uh, and, you know, if you're around Sydney or visiting or you've got grandkids or you want to go and do something special, um, it's a really good show. And, Melinda, it's very important that we do get out and, and get involved in, in live, be it live bands, be it stage plays or, or whatever, because that industry through COVID copped an absolute smashing. And there's so many people that were, you know, and, and prominent people that were involved in the acting industry that were out driving for Australia Post, and we want to get them back on stage where, where they belong and are able to give us that that fantasy, that journey that, that we get when we go and watch them. Absolutely. And just bringing it back to this show, I'm sure some of them fish. <laughs> Quite a few of them fish. You'll be surprised. It's amazing, isn't it, where you go and you look around where you'll find fisher people, the horse racing industry, rugby league, everywhere you go, jockeys, motorsport. The jockeys and trainers love it. Yeah. The motorsport people all fish. All the main drivers do. Anyhow. Peter Brock used to love yeah. freshwater fishing. He used, used to, to love it. He used to be on high tide regularly, yeah. Peter Brock. Yeah. So I used to talk to Alan Jones too a fair bit way back in the uh, 90s. Well, so, he's, he's... I don't know. I, I kind of... I, of all the people you've just mentioned, I'm not imagining Alan Jones with a fishing rod. <laughs> no. But I, it, I used to talk to him about the program because in those days we used to cover a, a lot of other issues and uh, one of the my, main programs later in the morning was uh, about cooking. I used to have chefs on from all around yeah. the world. Uh, thanks to my brother and his contacts in those days. So our um, our fishing went very well with the cooking and restaurants that you should attend to in Sydney. Well, I can imagine that. And even just listening to Paul Burt before, you know, 30 or 40 years ago, you'd have fishermen gagging on the idea of just eating it raw with a bit of wasabi and soy. Now, you know, you heard Paul Burt before, you know, cooking, or you don't have to cook. You just have to have good, nice skills. I would you. a meal in front of you. Bring it, bring it. Soya sauce is ready to go. Well, this is it. <laughs> you don't carry the fry pan, you just carry a bottle of sauce. Yeah. bottle of sauce, yeah, a bit of wasabi, yeah. pickled ginger and a good knife. Heaven, heaven on a stick. <laughs> and it makes it really good for, for those that sail too because you don't have to bother cooking if you're having sushi. 
Yeah, well, talking about that, my brother, he's um, he's been engaged this last couple of weeks. He's been at Port Stephens. I've seen his Facebook post. He's, uh, he's a chef on one of those private cruises um, oh. and having a great time. And actually, he's he's only been doing it a short time, and the, the bloke that owns the boat reckons he cooks the best fish that he's ever had. So um, my brother is having a great time. Well, wait till you get an invite on Mr. Blake's boat. You'll yeah. get a, you'll get a wonderful uh, feed of food. I keep going down to my little um, mailbox at the front of the house. It's empty. Blakey, it's empty. Hey, hey, Melinda, I tell you, Kieran's invited me out on Blakey's boat very, very regularly. Unfortunately, Blakey hasn't. That's the only catch twenty two. <laughs> uh, we were so thrilled when our, our friends bought that leopard catamaran. It was just fantastic that they bought that boat for us. <laughs> We can go and have a week or two now and then, and they've got the bur- the burden of it the other forty eight weeks of the year. That's good fun. <laughs> it is. That's good fun. Yeah, we, we spoke to you yesterday morning. She'll stay We make it a run up. Uh, we got about another one hundred and ninety eight miles to go to Eden, so we should be there late tomorrow afternoon. Oh, how fantastic! And PJ, if you're listening. I didn't hear you with your foghorn live. I just heard it through the radio because they did the bypass and I'm now about four kilometres from the bridge rather than being 500 metres. I think he was trying to stir you up a little bit. Uh, But there's probably about one farmer that lives beside um, beside the the freeway where he was um, and he was probably up anyway. (laughs) Let's hope. It's a glorious sunrise here on the Kalang River at Bella, uh, on the Yurunga. It's um, just it's going to be a hot day, though, across the state. Get your fishing in early. Yep. You should be down at the wharf having a fish, Mel. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm going to get some mud crabs out. Hey, but, um, they, they, they seem to be everywhere. Oh, I thought there. you had them in the freezer. Okay. That'll uh, be good. You, mud, do, do you, have a, you know how to tie them up? I do. I just I just googled it, so I know everything now. Oh, I was lis- I googled while I was listening to the program. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, Mel. I'll catch up with you next Sunday if you're available. Thank you. Though. Speak soon. Have okay, we'll just we're we'll going to spend a bit of time having a chat to Mister Blake. Stay tuned. And our McGlashan on the other side of this break as well. We are at 27 to 7. Right now, Make-A-Wish is supporting over 800 critically ill kids across Australia. That's more Wish Kids than ever before who need your support. Wish Kids like Cooper. Eight-year-old Cooper has a rare neurological condition and often spends his holidays in hospital. His biggest wish is to have a fun holiday in the snow, throwing snowballs and building a snowman. Thanks to Make-A-Wish, that's all about to come true. Helping sick kids like Cooper find hope is something we all have the power to do. You can help create inspirational wishes. Donate today at makeawish.org.au From sailboats to yachts to jet skis, Finance Easy offer leisure craft loans with flexible repayments to suit your budget and lifestyle. And they give you an answer within 24 hours. They've taken the hassle out of borrowing money for your new pride and joy, offering a large range of lenders with rates more competitive than the bank. Applying is easy. Visit the website and provide a few details. Go to financeeasy.com.au or call 1300 003 003. Australian credit licence number 392182. If you're looking to start a business, buying a franchise is an excellent option. And with all group franchises, you'll have ongoing support. The home services industry is experiencing rapid growth as people are too busy to maintain their homes. All group franchises offers a range of home services franchise options, including lawns and gardens, and you'll be trained in every aspect. Visit allgroupfranchises.com.au or call 0429 691 413. That's 0429 691 413. Trying to choose new flooring, window furnishings or rugs for your home? Choices Flooring's Room View makes it easy to find the look you've been searching for. Whatever the space or your flooring needs, simply take a photo of the area in your home and select your flooring styles, window furnishings or rugs from the thousands of 
of colours, styles and texture options. Using Choices Flooring's Room View, you can see your selections right in your own home. Then send your favourites to your local Choices Flooring store to book a free measuring quote. Because they specialise in strata complex unit and commercial building repairs or upgrades, Network Construction Services are the remedial building specialists that you can trust and you really can trust them. They're good. So if you do need repairs or you do need refurbishments or maintenance to your strata complex or unit or commercial building, Network Construction Services are the leaders in remedial building work. Call Steve, 98085673. Are you thinking of escaping to the country? Maybe a new home is on the cards? Maybe a new lifestyle? Well, Palkid Homes has been providing the answer for more than 50 years. You can choose from Pal's range of stylish, modern homes which are designed for country living. Pal Kid Homes make it easy for you to build your own home and save a lot of money. Find out how at pal, that's p-a-l-kidhomes.com.au or phone 1-800-024-912. 2SM, Sydney's Talking. 2SM, 1269. More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could go. 24 minutes away from 7 just before we go to the 7 o'clock news. We will bring you up to date with uh, all the hot spots and take a final look at the weather for today. We've got Alan Blake joining us online as well. And Al McGlashan is with us. Good morning to you both. Good morning, gentlemen. Right. Mr. McGlashan. Yeah. You fish this week? Yep, we went to the fish did a couple of days, sort of sneaking out in between the weather and stuff and just keep catching little marlin at the moment. We can't go past it, so it's been What what about the dolphin fish? Have they turned up? Well we finally got a big one marlin fishing, so I suppose you'd call it bycatch, so we got one about a metre I think it was a metre thirty long, so it was a nice change. I think we we're more excited about catching that than catching marlin. As silly as that sounds. We haven't seen them all season, so it's bloody good to get a good one, finally. Okay, so now we've got this alternating weather pattern coming along. Like today's overcast, I reckon it's going to be 27. I don't know when that's going to happen. Uh, what, what, what's your prediction for fishing this week? Um, well, it's sort of windy most of the week, but it's been sort of, it keeps changing. So you go out one day, water's nice and blue and really good, and then you go out the next day, carrots raging and it's green. Like, it's been really, I wouldn't say hit and miss, it just makes it harder to fish. So choppy and changing, the problem is the coast just, it still hasn't settled it down a bit. So normally by this time of year, by end of Feb, you know, it's starting to slow down, settles in and you'll get the striped marlin stacking up in certain spots and unfortunately this year it hasn't done it. But in the same day, it's good for the good for the black marlin because they seem to be everywhere. Been probably, I think it's one of the best things we've ever had on the little blacks that seem to be all over the place. And the only thing is the dolphin fish that should be in droves, you know, the hot water area, it just have been pretty much non-existent. So, you know, the odd person's catching it, but God, catching them left, right and centre with this sort of condition. So, yeah, it's weird. It's, it's sort of it's definitely a strange season. Okay. Now, uh, yesterday we were looking on the uh, computer and Grant was brought up there, the, the hot currents that are running in close. Yeah, well, it's pushing right in. So you've got the Eastern current, which is fed by the... Uh, Trade winds pushes down and obviously feeds everything down the coast and it's been roaring and it's just been hot as and it's pushing right in up against the shoreline, so which is ideal for the little blacks, they love it. But what's weird is normally when you get this hot water like this, you get Spanish mackerel, you get wahoo, even odd things like, you know, mangrove jack turn up and all these other weird sort of tropical intruders. And I've heard literally nothing on them at all. Like, normally you get a traditional one of mackerel up on the north coast there. Yeah. But we often get, down to Sydney, I think it was probably about four, not five or six years ago, last time we had this nice clean flush of hot water and close, and people were catching you know, a couple of mackerels, spotty mackerel as well. They, they don't turn up like they used to. So, yeah, it's a strange season. I'm, I'm, hearing, I'm hearing from uh, the tackle stores that the snapper... 
Um, like they get the odd one in close, but they've got to go out deeper to pick up a good run of snapper. Yeah, I'd say that's to do with that current as well. They wouldn't like that hot water, you know. No. Like we're traditionally we're fishing regularly, sort of up to 25 degrees in close. Poor well, snapper wouldn't be real keen on that. No, wouldn't be going a bit wider and deeper and stuff. I suppose too, it's hard to fish for when that current. Each day that current, like yesterday, it was doing a knot and a half, almost two knots to the south. So it's pretty hard to fish the bottom when it's like that. You know, it's, it's hard sort of makes everything difficult. Hey, that two knot. Two knot current you're talking about, Al. How's that affecting you? Is that happening down south, coming north? Yeah, no, it's going down the hill. It was going down the hill the other day, and the day before yeah. that was going up the hill, like it was swinging around a lot. And yeah, once it gets to Gabo Island, it does a bit of a turn there. But uh, our water temperature here at the moment, we're 50 miles east of Flinders Island, is 19.5 degrees. Oh, that's what we want to hear. That's a nice temperature. That's for where the yellowfin are hiding down there somewhere. Yeah. So, but that's what we're we're thinking of actually going down, you know, right down to Mallacoota and or down to Eden, fishing that same area, sort of out off Green Cape to the south there, and fish that fish that water there. Pardon me, see if it's better down through there. But yeah. we can't go past catching little blacks, you know, especially with fuel costs every these days. You drive out the front, drive a couple of miles off the head and catch one every day. It's bloody gold. Well, you know, that, that'd that be good talk at the bar, wouldn't it? You know, I been out yesterday, called a marlin, been out today, called a marlin. I'm just not telling you how big it is. Yeah, no, they Well, the funny thing is, we've caught them. So Port Stevens are all little tiny ones up there, little, you know, wigglers, sort of 25 kilo jobs. But we've caught, the smallest we've caught probably about 25 and the biggest we've caught 90 kilos in there. So it's not so much fun on spin tackle when you hook one of those ones. So it like jumps out of the water, you go, oh, no. Right. Oh, this is I, I did hear in Sydney Harbour and the estuaries are all fishing quite well. Yeah, we've been running down. We haven't seen a lot of pelagics. So normally this time of year, there's pelagics everywhere and all the um, markers are stacked up with kingies and all that. And we notice that there's not a lot of people fishing. You know when they're on, that the you know, like, 30 boats on every marker and navigation yeah. boy and stuff and they haven't been on them as much as well but I've seen a few mates have been catching them but I just haven't seen where they've been doing it so yeah it's, and there's been lots of little tutors flicking around stuff like that so there's definitely a few fish there that noise could be coming from um, Alan Blake I'd say that's Mr Blake that uh, has has just dropped just out, dropped out. Yep. Yeah, we'll, we'll get him back in there yeah it did well if you didn't stay in that long. If you <laughs> yeah, so uh, he could have could have run under a cloud, <laughs> or, or gone yeah, into a like that. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe his fan belt broke again. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Mister McGlashan, what do you got happening in the video world? Uh, well, we're sort of doing a pilot for it. We're sitting putting up a, a new series at the moment and stuff. So we're just. Uh, we're just organising editors to start work oh, next, or not next week, the week after, we'll probably March when they start. So we've just been having fun just filming the little blacks and trying to do a new series and something a little bit different. So it's okay. been working hard on it. It just takes a little while to get it all together and pull the team up, you know, sort everything out. So been having too much fun in the meantime. Keep going fishing, that's the problem. <laughs> of course I responsible. I'm like, ah, oh, just go fishing, we'll do it tomorrow. Yeah, research, is, research. That's what I keep saying. The bank manager agrees, but that, I reckon that's Blakey's. That's Blakey's terminology. Al, thanks for your time this morning. I'll give you a call during the week and see uh, what you're up to next weekend. Easy as boys. Catch ya. And good luck thanks, with the mate. research, Al. I hope you enjoy it. Seventeen minutes away from seven. Afternoons with Pete Davis. Okay, Davis. Now, with the interest rates were too low for too long. Yes. We could have bumped up interest rates when we were in a healthier position mm. before now. Our banks have made more profit when we were on a low interest than that will be when it's high. Yeah, James, now I understand exactly why they're doing what they're doing, which is to try and combat inflation, to stop Australians from spending, to try and bring that down. I think it's almost unfair. There's been too many rate hikes in too short a period of time. Pete Davis. Brain tumour, migraine, dementia, concussion. Have you or someone you love been touched by a brain disorder, disease or injury? Motor neurone disease, stroke, epilepsy. 
Alzheimer's. There can be no cure without research. Parkinson's. Help the ones you love by donating to research today. Visit brainfoundation.org.au or call 1300-88-6660. Whether you dream of winning a Commonwealth Games gold medal or three, like the Australian Jackaroos, or you're just searching for your next social competitive sport, that could make you a local legend. The skills you've honed over a lifetime of playing sport will make you a legend on the bowls green. And that green is just up the road. Bowls, local legends wanted. Find a club near you. Visit bowls.com.au and click on Find a Club. Summer is here. And you want your car air conditioning working at its best. You'll be blown away with the air conditioning service at your local Repco Authorised Service Centre. Our fully qualified mechanics will help keep you cool through the summer with a comprehensive service of your car's air conditioning system. So book online today at repcoservice.com. Do you suffer from mild arthritis, osteo and other aches and pains? With its natural organic ingredients, Stiff Sore and Sorry Pain Relief Gel might assist you. Always read the label, use only as directed, and if symptoms persist, see your healthcare professional. Look for Stiff Sore and Sorry Pain Relief Gel at pharmacies and health food stores everywhere. To find the location of your nearest Stiff Sore and Sorry stockers, go to loveoilcollection.com.au. Or phone Ray on 040-66-71-35. Peters of Kensington's Bridal Registry Service has been the first choice for couples for nearly 40 years. Peters offers an Australian-wide registry service, not just for weddings, but for any occasion. With their legendary customer service, years of experience and huge range, finding that perfect gift for your big day couldn't be easier. Visit Peters of Kensington, 57 Anzac Parade, Kensington, or organise your registry online at petersofkensington.com. Why in the world would you shop anywhere else but Peters of Kensington? 2SM has Sydney talking. 2SM has Sydney talking. More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. 13 minutes away from 7, we have got Alan Blake back online. And also we've got Steve Bowler joining us as well this morning. And Steve, you were just chatting with us off air and uh, saying that you're having a pretty good morning this morning. Tell us about it. Good morning to you. I'm out here at uh, Copen Dam. It's uh, conditions have been, yeah, absolutely beautiful for the scouts having their canoe day yesterday. Just, yeah, nothing but clear skies, and everybody was paddling around having a, a grand old time. And uh, we were supposed to get a storm in the afternoon, didn't happen. And I went to bed feeling pretty positive, uh, nonetheless. And uh, then, yeah, the storm rolled in about 12 o'clock last night, and. Uh, yeah, brought, brought all the thunder and rain with it, and uh, yeah, I'm sort of down here at the water's edge now. I, I went for a fish first thing this morning. Uh, fished yesterday as well. We could not get a carp to save my life. I was uh, trying going for carp with uh, worm baits and so forth, but silver perch, tangle perch, uh, catfish, everything but carp, and lots of them. Uh, and then this morning I, I sort of came down and threw a few surface uh, lures around, got a couple of small cod, and then uh, one uh, bigger one decided to take my uh, surface lure home back to uh, his granite boulder with him, and uh, <laughs> that sort of <laughs> put the end to that. I didn't bring any, any stump-pulling gear. I, I sort of bought mainly um, lighter gear, and... Uh, there's, there's certainly no lack of fish here in the in the dam. The, the water is just absolutely teeming with fish and uh, crustaceans and, and and things like that. There's just so much life in the in the dam at the moment. It's great. And um, outside the dam too, there's goannas and lizards and snakes and echidnas and uh, yeah, goats and kangaroos, you name it, it's, it's such a magic part of the world to come up and have a fish around and a camp around. So um, I always love coming over here and I, I really encourage people, if you, you're wanting to take the family away for a, a weekend, you could do a lot worse than come up to Copeton Dam, that's for sure. they got the caravans up there? 
yes, yeah, big four holiday parks here, and um, you know, there, there's a, a few other uh, spots that you can uh, get camping access to as well. And um, you know, Inverell's not that far away. If you you know wanting to to scoot in and, and have dinner at a restaurant or whatnot, uh, just just a magic part of the world, it really is. So um, as I say. Certainly no lack of fish in the dam if you're um, wanting to, to cast a line in, that's for sure. Mr Bowler, thank you very much for that. When will you go back and become the Tenderfield Tidal? Uh, we're going back this afternoon. So, uh, yeah, we've got uh, uh, the closing parades at, uh, I think, 1 o'clock. So okay. should be home by about... 3.34 by the time I help everybody pack their ca- canoes away and I get my canoes back in the, the trailer and on the roof and things like that. So, yeah, should be a good day, though. Okay, I'll, I'll, like I'll look forward to having a talk with you next week and get a full wrap-up. Too easy. Talk to you, Sam. Thanks, okay, Steve. Steve. Thank you. Steve Bowler there joining us on High Tide. Alan Blake's going to stay with us. Alan, um, Kieran's got a question for you. Uh, it's basically come from one of our, our listeners. Kieran? Oh, okay. That was good. It was a quick pass that I wasn't expecting. I can read it. Yeah. You must play for the rabbits. Uh, Al, a guy called Steve Tui sent yep. in this message, and he said, look, I'm writing to, to you to express my disgust that the New South Wales government treatment of the boating, boat-owning community of South West Sydney through the bias against us in the flare disposal program. Yes. Right? So he's not real happy with that, and apparently the program's coming back on. And he wants to know, is there a link to the program? And... Uh, about disposing of expired marine flares? There is on the Transport for New South Wales website, the old maritime site. If you put in there, disposing flares, you get that. Look, if anyone needs to get rid of them, they're up our way, we'll take them to Lakes Marine and we'll dispose of them for you. There's no problems. Okay. I, I mentioned it yesterday. I thought most marine dealers do that, don't they? Oh, some do. They don't. It's a bit of a news. Not everybody. I tell, you who, I tell you who likes them if you need one. Paintball uses them for their little skirmishes. They'll take as many flares as you give them. Oh, interesting. Yes. Okay. Uh, they like the flares because that's what they use in their, in their little war games. Yes. All right. That's okay. good, isn't it? I, I will. I will say, Blakey, that the, the the minute we read that, he said, uh, "Blake's Marine will take." Kieran said it straight away. He he knew yeah. straight away that 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 was the place to go to. Yeah, we've discussed that uh, over the years, type of thing. So you know, it's not that much of a problem for us. I do remember years ago uh, there was an issue with a flare over in Wilberforce, and a young lady police officer came in and said, "Oh, I'd like to see your flare register, please." Flare register? Yeah. Well, you register your flare register yourself. No. <laughs> 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 it's not a firearm. It's very dangerous, but yeah, there's no register for them. But I would suggest to people, too, if your flares go out of date and you're putting a new set of flares on, there's nothing to stop you keeping the old flares on board as spares. Because if you get in a situation where you need them and you've exhausted all your new ones, you'll find a big percentage of the old ones will still work. Yeah. So, and it's uh, better to have too many than too few. That's right. So as long as you've got some that are in date, you're legal, and you can keep the, the expired ones as extras. There's no problems. Good call. Hmm. Lakes Marine, what are we selling? Well, in boats. Flares. <laughs> flares. <laughs> flares. <laughs> yeah, now you're talking about mini mums area. Yeah, uh, no, all the electronics and all the chandlery gear and spare stuff is up at the moment. Uh, so... If you need spare parts, uh, you can give us a call and Michelle or uh, Yolandi will help you out there. There's no problem. But uh, the boys have been busy in the sales area as well. Okay. Uh, that's yep. been good. I've got to say, two things have been a revelation to me on this trip. Yeah. One, if we put Starlink on the boat. Oh, have you found that? Very good. Look, it drops out every now and again, as you found out just before that outbreak. Yes. Um, but it's worked all the way across Bass Strait. Um, and it does work quite well, type of thing. So, you know, big thumbs up to that, especially the people in the bush. It's a great thing. And the other one is Meti on the Bureau side. And we all look at it. 
Yeah, there, Al. But it gives you three areas. It must and be a bit lumpy. You're going up and down. What's that, sir? It must be a bit lumpy. You got you travelling? Oh, you're travelling. Yes, it's about fifty-two miles. East of Flinders, or northeast of Flinders Island. All right. We're going, we're going up and down in the swell. Just, just repeat the Metai info again. You were just dropping out. Yeah, look, the Metai is definitely worth having a look at. It's on the same uh, page where you get the uh, marine forecast. Look at Metai, then you go and you can drill down in there on three hourly forecasts. It shows wind, waves, storms, and it is much more accurate than looking at a 12 hour forecast over. 500 square miles. Blakey, thanks. My forecast is you've got to turn up or ring up on 45777699 or go to, uh, you want to have a look at the 100 odd boats that are for sale, blakesmarine.com.au or the address. Number one, Railway Road, Blakey, thanks for joining. Stay out of the storms, the wind, and the swell that you were just talking about that you can see on Med Eye. Have a a safe trip. Alan Blake there from Blake's Marine. Kieran, we've got about 60 seconds left to go. How about we wrap up what's been going on? Yeah, Queensland up there on the Gold Coast. Well, we know Maroochydore is fishing quite well, especially in the rivers. Around the Gold Coast there, fish the the canals, the Tweed River, uh, the Seaway. That's all good. If you're offshore, there's Dewey's, Amberjack, Mac Tuna, GT's, Marlin, uh, yellowfin there, striped tuna, all that stuff. Uh, in the rivers, there's mangrove jacks, uh, barramundi, and uh, plenty of mud crabs. Coming down the coastline, Coffs Harbour's fishing well everywhere. Southwest Rocks is fishing average. Coming down to uh, Port, Port, Port Stevens is very good. Here in Sydney is excellent, especially offshore. And further south down the coastline, you'll pick up a, a good run of your table fish and offshore you'll get the yellowfin and the marlin. Great, Rat. Well done. Today's forecast, southerly winds 15 to 20 knots, tending easterly to southeasterly in the afternoon, then northeasterly a little bit later on and down to about 10 knots. Seas about 0.5 of a metre, cloudy conditions, top of 27, Sydney, Melbourne 27, 31 in Brisbane. So, that is high tide for today.